0: Ancient Israel was destroyed because they abandoned God and turned to pagan gods.
1: The pagan gods of ancient Israel were really demonic spirits.
0: This is Bob Boyd.
1: And Jerry Boyd.
0: This is Issues in Education. We don't see people today worshiping idols of wood and stone. We're far too civilized and scientific for that.
1: But the ancient pagan gods have become disguised and saturate our institutions, schools, and universities. Our guest is best-selling author of seven books, including The Harbinger, Jonathan
0: Kahn. Jonathan Kahn is a Messianic rabbi who leads an international outreach called Hope of the World, and he leads the Jerusalem center Beth Israel outside New York City.
1: Jonathan Cahn's newest book is called The Return of the Gods.
0: In Matthew 12, Jesus said when an unclean spirit, in other words, a demon, is cast out of a person, it wanders in the barren wilderness, and when it finds no place to go, it comes back to the person that it left, in fact, takes seven more demons, more evil than the first, with it.
1: Then Jesus said, so it shall be with this wicked generation, so a whole culture can become possessed by demonic Chords.
2: When Jesus spoke about those spirits that are cast out, they're out in the wilderness. They're in the dry places. And they were in the shadows, as you said. They were in the, in the fringes, the shadows. But when they're allowed to come back, each time they take another step until they start actually taking over the culture. And once they take over the culture, it's no more about toleration. It's about everybody... Bow down. Everyone must come along. That's what happens. You give the gods an inch, they take the whole world.
0: Boy, that's just amazing to hear you say that, because for so many people, the idea of ancient gods is mythological. They don't think that gods exist, and yet you're saying behind these supposed ancient gods are really demons. And that's why we have these things that people can't figure out. What in the world are we doing with this gender identity, where boys become girls and girls become whatever they want, and gender reassignment surgery and hormones.
2: You're absolutely right. These things are real. She's basically the spirit of Ishtar. This principality seeks to separate men and women, saying, You don't need the other one, you can become the other one. And when you do that, you're destroying marriage, you're destroying family. In her ancient priesthood I call her the transformer, in her temples, three thousand years ago, her priests were men dressed as women. They wore dresses, they acted like women, cross dressers or transvestites. These were her priests. This was part of pagan culture. You Start seeing now men dressing up as women, which you do see now on television, rock concerts, the new performers are doing this. She's seeking to possess a new priesthood It's the children in the end. Jesus said when they come back, they come back worse. So back then she possessed a priesthood, but now she's seeking to possess an entire generation. Confusing children from the beginning, telling boys you might be a girl, girls you might be a boy, And this is telling you she's back, they're back, and they're back worse than ever.
1: Look at that drag queen story hour where the drag queen goes into the public schools and reads little library books. And and like you said, children are a captive audience at school. And it's so sad because they tell them, you can be a boy or girl, and and they have to have two closets, one with girls' clothes, one with boys' clothes. And when the kids come in, they say, well, what do you feel like being today? And you can go into the closet and choose what clothes and who you're going to to be that day, a girl or a
2: boy? There's one word for this. This is madness. Even people who are liberal who say, this is madness. This is demonic. They'll even use that word. This is Ishtar. That's what she does. The ancient inscriptions from Babylon, which says she turns a man into a woman. She turns a woman into a man. She dresses a man with the clothes of a woman. She dresses a woman with the clothes of a man. And when you do this to the children, the children are so open, they don't know better. What are you going to produce when these children children grow up. What kind of culture are you producing? Well, it's basically what the Bible said in the end times, and it's also irrevocably harming, destroying, mutilating these children. What would possess an adult to do this? Well, this would possess them. The altering, the surgical altering, that's the next step of it, and even that goes back to this spirit, because when you look back, she not only had a priesthood of men who dressed up as women, but she also had men who were surgically transitioned from appearing as a man to appearing as a woman the ancient inscriptions which says that these transitioned men danced before her celebrating their transition it's madness but that's what we're dealing with and we have to know what we're dealing with we have the power of the true living god so we are called to fight the good fight but you can't fight if you don't know you're in a fight and you can't win if you don't know what you're fighting we are fighting these things these are real principalities if we turn away from god there's no neutral zone there's no switzerland it is it's either one or the other if a nation turns away from god, God. It's not going to stay secular, quote secular. It's not going to stay empty. What's going to happen is the ancient spirits that were cast out of Western culture years ago with the gospel are going to come back. You have one or the other. You're going to have God, or you're going to have the gods, because the word God in Hebrew is Elohim, and Elohim is actually a plural word. Elohim means God in his majesty, but out of context, it can mean the gods. So if, if you don't have Elohim, the God, you're going to end up with the gods, and That's exactly what's happening. The ancient spirits, pagan spirits, gods that were cast out, Have come back to America with a vengeance and have come back to take it over. And if you want to understand the craziness that's happening, the irrationality that's happening, all that goes back worse than ever.
1: Okay, and now some people will say, well, we don't worship any idols. That's not what we're doing in America. This is just our culture. We're just advancing. We (laughs) want to mature, grow into something new.
2: We're not growing into something new. We're growing into something old, which is paganism. We're not advancing. We're regressing. The gospel. Was an advance. You know, this is this is the regression. This is the repossession. How the spirits repossess? They are literally repossessing the culture. If you don't serve God, you're going to serve another God. That's just how it is. Doesn't matter when you look at these cultures that try to be quote secular, we're getting God out. They ended up producing hell, whether it was the Soviet Union, whether it was Nazi Germany, hell. Because when you do this, Jesus said, when you empty the house of God, spirits, demonic spirits, are coming back. The spirits will not come back and say, hey, look, we're spirits, and we're demonic, and we want to take over your culture, and we want to destroy you. They're not going to do that. They're going to come back in the name of freedom, new age. Well, new age is actually old age, influenced by Eastern paganism is what it is. It's it's old. They're going to say, in Enlightened. Be free. Get away from this God thing. Get away from the Bible. You know, that's hindering you. Just be free. But when they looked at satisfaction or the well-being of women every decade of this, quote, freedom, the satisfaction or the happiness factor or joy factor of women decreases and decreased and decreased and decreased. The gods promise life, but they bring death. The ancient gods have truly come to take our nation.
0: What will this culture look like if it becomes pagan?
2: Part of ancient paganism is the offering up of children, of child sacrifices. That's what they did. That's what pagan culture produced, the common thing that was done, human sacrifice. If you turn away from God, that's coming back. And actually, the people of Israel, when they turned from God, what do they do? They offered up their children to the God's sacrifices, the enchantress who seduces the nation, the sexual revolution, you go know, from the early 60s to the mid-60s, then at the end of the 60s comes the return of Moloch, the destroyer. At the end of the 60s, we introduce, 1970 introduce abortion on demand. We are offering up our children. That's what the ancient gods are about. They're about destruction. Israel offered up thousands of children. We have offered up millions. Remember the warning of Jesus. When the spirits come back, they come back worse. We have killed over 60 million. When I looked at the way they did child sacrifice, it actually, we are repeating it today, you know, with high medical technology, but we're repeating the same practices, the same rituals, the same reasons, the same template as the ancient child sacrifice to the destroyer.
1: Okay, when they did this in ancient Israel, they offered up their children to Moloch. In New York, they made abortion legal 1970, but we know 1973 it became the law of the land. And since then we've murdered and we've burned them inside the womb and we've cut them to pieces and it's just hideous. And their blood cries out, and we should be groaning and grieving over the sin.
2: Yeah, this was the sin that brought judgment to ancient Israel when they turned away from God and when they turned to the gods. Back then, they burned them in the fires. We burned them with chemicals. Back then, they offered up their children because they thought they're going to get a favor from the gods. They're going to get prosperity. They're going to be rich. What is the reason that women are told to have an abortion? Because the child will hinder your career, your success. This is the same spirit, it's the same gods. This is a pagan act, the act of a pagan...
0: Well, that's why it was so amazing when Israel did that, because you could understand the Canaanites, they participated in child sacrifice, and they put these children, the red-hot metal hands of the god Cronus, so they could roll down into a pit of fire to be burned alive. But this Moloch, child sacrifice, this is one of the darkest of sins, where the children would be put on the altar by their parents. This is one of the most grievous abominations, and a sign that the nation had turned entirely away from God. Amazing that Israel did that yeah how much
2: deeper are How much darker can you get? How much more pagan can you get? So it's interesting that the culture wars in America all have to do with these things. The killing of children. Again, it's the gospel versus paganism. The gospel versus pagan sexuality. I'm hearing stories of Christian families. Their children are coming home, and the girl says, I'm not a girl, I'm a boy. They're being swept up into this. We're all dealing with it. And to see how gigantic it is, we have all these parades, you know, celebrating something as nothing has ever been celebrated. Nations will celebrate one day to celebrate their birth, July 4th, but celebrating 30 days, spending 30 days to celebrate a form of sexuality, what on earth is that? What possesses us to do that? And that's being celebrated all over our culture. We call them pride parades, and the amazing thing is they all go back. This goddess, the seducer, enchantress, androgynous, male-female goddess, and she was the goddess of parades. I looked at the ancient inscriptions about her. It says that she makes people parade. She makes men parade as women. Women parade as men. Her parades are filled with color and sexual licentiousness. Those parades are back. She was the goddess of pride, so they are called the pride parades. We think, well, this is a new phenomenon. No, they actually had this... And the gospel is what cleansed the civilization. This was from ancient, a sign of a pagan civilization. They're back because she's back.
1: They've taken over the sign of the rainbow, and we need to address this issue of same-sex marriage, because when the Supreme Court legitimized it, Obama lit up the White House with a rainbow. And so now... Look at where we are. It's okay. Let's tolerate. Let's celebrate that men can marry men and women can marry women.
2: The sexual morality of the West has been the same pretty much from the early centuries all the way to the 1960s. But then it all got overturned. And now the spirit or spirits of the culture are seeking to put... Christians in the shadows, to become the shadow people. The rainbow, now we know it belongs to God, but it's been hijacked. Why is it spreading all over our culture like we have never seen anything spread? If you go across the world, you look at an American Embassy, they'll have the American flag and then they'll have the rainbow flag. A flag that celebrates sexuality. I mean, even if you didn't know what kind of sexuality, what on earth are we doing? You see it in children's cartoons, especially the children. If you go to the supermarket, especially at certain times of the year, you will find children's cereal boxes with the rainbow on it to influence children. Major corporations, most of them, have changed their logo once a year to put their logo in the form of the rainbow. What is going on? The sign of the goddess, one of the signs was the rainbow. The goddess who changes sexuality, altered sexuality. Now, the people who chose the rainbow for this movement had no idea. This is deeper than that. This is spiritual. They didn't know what they were doing, but that's what it is. This is the sign of the goddess. Who changes sexuality, who alters it? The rainbow was her means of. Warring, expanding her power, and warring and wreaking vengeance. It's a dark association that people have no idea what they're doing. kind of a sign of ownership. The president lit up the White House colors of a rainbow. That was the principality that God is saying, now I own that house.
0: Boy, that's amazing. You know, we have a God of the Bible who is jealous for the rainbow. The rainbow belongs to God Almighty, and we see that in the book of Revelation. And so when these other people try to take away the rainbow, God says, you sow what you reap, and when we have turned away from the God of the Bible, we are turning toward these ancient Israel gods, these idols. In school, kids learn about mythology, Greek mythology. They don't learn about the Bible. Kids are a captive audience at school. They're being involved in this gender reassignment. You can be whatever you want. And the teachers actually encourage them to think you want to be a boy yeah. or a girl. So people wonder, why is this happening? Well, I think it's because we've turned away from the true and living God. We're being given yeah. over to pagans.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm glad you said it that way. That is why I wrote The Return of the Gods, to pull away the veil about what's really happening. The first reactions were actually, were, whoa, this is like explaining all this. It makes sense. It's exactly that. Years ago, when they said, okay, let's take prayer away from the children. Look at now what is being pushed upon the children. This went out. This comes in. If we knew the mystery, if we had a long-term view back then, we could have said, it's going to end up here. You're going to end up doing this. This is actually going to happen. It wouldn't be A surprise. You take this out, you are going to have the rainbow. You are going to have children being told this. You are going to be having these transitions. This is part of the gods that were driven out 2,000 years ago. If the parades are coming back and all these things are coming back, it's a sign that we have turned from the gospel. That was the only protection that we had. How exact this is, it even goes to timing. The goddess had one time of the year which she especially possessed the entire culture. When was it? Well, I look back at the ancient writings of the early Christians. St. Jerome, very famous. He actually identifies them. It was an entire month, and she claimed an entire month. When was it? He calls it in Latin. He calls it the month of Junium, or June, the month of June. This was the month of the goddess, and so now June is returning to its pagan form. Remember we said the spirits returned to their house? June was the house of the goddess. She inhabited June. Well, she has now returned to her house.
0: We're following a pattern, a pattern that was set by ancient Israel. In Ishtar, Ishtar has a special interest in children in destroying them. If she couldn't kill them before they were born, she'll kill them when they're in school. The word Woman has lost its meaning being replaced with people with a uterus, so that masculine women now could be said to be men who can have babies. And this confusion is no accident. We're being led down the same path that Israel was led down before they were destroyed. But here comes the apostles, and they dealt with these pagan gods. They were victorious.
2: When you said before, though, the gods come back, they're coming back with a vengeance, because they were cast out the gospel. They were cast out. It was the children in the Roman Empire that ended the gods because it was the opposite then. You know, the parents were pagan. The children were becoming Christians. They stopped being taught the paganism. Just like today, it's the opposite. Children are not being taught the faith of the gospel, so they're turning to the gods. So the gods are saying, listen, we're going to get the children, and with the children, we're going to drive God out. We're going to end this Christian America. The gods bring destruction. The end of all these things is destruction. What is abortion? Destruction. What happens when you mutilate, alter a child, a boy or a girl? It ends up destruction. What happens with the sexual revolution? Destruction. Destruction. Destruction of marriage, destruction of culture. That's what they bring. They promise everything, and they give destruction, because if you serve these gods, you're going to end up paying a price for it, and America's paid a price for it. Just like when you said the apostle comes into it, the Christians came right into it. Well, that war is back now. We're in the same war of the Christians and the gods of the very first century. It's all back. They have a vengeance. They were cast out by Christians, so they have a vengeance, a vendetta against Christians. That's why there's a rising hatred of Christians, even in America and the West. And they also were cast out by the Word of God. So they're trying to cast the Word of God out of the culture. They were cast out by the name of Jesus, so they're trying to cast out the name of Jesus. So we are in a war that the entire future of this nation depends on.
1: That's right, and America, which was once a Christian nation, is now championing the things that it once condemned, and condemning what it once championed. God is giving us over to a delusion, because anybody that doesn't believe that they're born a male or female because of their anatomy, and they can just change it. There's something wrong. They think, oh, I'm going to identify as a woman.
2: This whole thing of transitioning people is a microcosm of what the gods are doing and what this goddess is doing to the entire nation. She's transitioning America. Just like you transition a man to a woman, we're changing America, transitioning it from a Christian nation to a pagan nation. From a nation that once said this was right, now it says this is wrong. Once it said this was wrong, now it's saying this is right. We're going to celebrate it. This is the grand transition. It's America. It's the world itself.
0: America once was the most freest, most prosperous nation in the world. Christ came to set the captives free, but young people today are increasingly taught to reject Christianity and turn away from biblical values. So in place of tolerance for freedom, we're seeing intolerance in anti-Christian belief. So what we're seeing is coming into bondage and oppression.
2: Yeah, look what happened to ancient Israel. Baal had to have come in with people saying, just be open, he's going to bless your fields, just add it to your worship, just be open. But in the end, once Baal gets a foothold. Once they're established, then it's every knee shall bow. All of a sudden, the tolerance culture is gone, replaced by a cancel culture. So the gods start trying to cancel out any opposition, any knee that won't bow. They are dangerous. Look what happened with the first Christians. Right now in this cancel culture, trying to make Christians silence them, cancel them, marginalize them, cast them out, and yet we have the power to win it. We cannot give in.
1: And the problem is in the churches, you don't hear About the power of the cross, people are not bold enough. He came to take away our sin. Otherwise, you're going to hell, but we don't hear that message. It's like we don't hear sin.
2: Right. If you had a powerful witness of the gospel, it's doubtful it could become like this. And and right now, the gospel's gotten so watered down in the churches, there are many who are compromising because people, they were fine when there was no persecution or there's no hatred. You know, that's fine. But now, this is your testing time. And you have many pastors who won't even talk about it. And so, if we're weak with the gospel, this is part of the casting out of the gospel. The church is weakened. You're Opening the door for them. You're doing exactly what they want, which is to weaken the gospel, cast out the gospel then you don't have any power. The power is in the gospel. The power is in our God. The power is in our Savior, the Lamb of God. All the gods demand sacrifices, but we have the only God who gave himself as the sacrifice. The power is in that. He once cast out all these gods by the power of the gospel, but there are people who were unafraid and they were bold. We have to be that
0: bold again. Boy, there's so few people that have a biblical worldview because... Obviously, the power of Christ is to cast out the darkness. The answer to the pagan gods is the real God. The antidote to the pagan spirits is the Holy Spirit. As God told ancient Israel, if you abandon me and worship other gods, you'll be destroyed.
2: When the judgment came, the Israelites were offering up their children as sacrifices. When the judgment came, they were worshiping Baal. So the gods lead to judgment, and America, we're heading that way. That's why everybody who's listening, you have to have nothing to do with these gods, have nothing to do with this immorality, nothing to do with this war against creation, dealing with pornography. Get these things out of your life, because these are strongholds for the gods. Believers pray, I wish I was in Bible times. You're in Bible times. Moses dealt with the gods of Egypt. Elijah dealt with the gods of Canaan. The prophets dealt with the gods of Israel. The gods around them Paul and the first Christians dealt with the gods of Rome. So, listen, we have a stronger power, but you have to stand it. You've got to go all out. You've got to be bold. You've got to stand in the power. The power of God is so much more powerful, but you have to live it. And if you're in the minority and if the culture's trying to persecute you, good. It's a glory. This is the most exciting time. You'll shine even brighter, but you've got to determine you're going to stand for God. Then, you know, the last part of the return of the gods is called the other God. That's all about our God. There is no comparison, but you got to go all out.
1: God told Ezekiel before the destruction of Judah that he would spare those who sigh and groan over the abominations that were committed in Jerusalem, and he had God put a mark on them. And when I see the yeah. pictures of these babies, it just absolutely breaks my heart. I think we need a weeping, almost. Not just all this joyous wonderment, but a weeping.
2: And We have to be like the prophets, as you said, weeping, speaking boldly, standing up, standing against Baal, standing against what's being done to the children, and not mincing our words, not censoring ourselves. We don't listen to the gods who say, be quiet. We listen to the god who says, open your mouth like a trumpet and proclaim my word to this generation. When God brings revival, he judges the gods. He exposes the idols and exposes the gods. What do they do? The sign of the revival back then wasn't a tent meeting. It was the breaking of the altars. God is giving us an encouragement. There still can be revival, but we have to be those who who rise up like they did with the breaking of the altars of the Spirit and to wage war all out like Elijah. we got to pray for revivals every before, but we also have to live in revival. If we'll live in revival, revival will start now.
0: That's beautiful. Jonathan, maybe you could give us a conclusion and maybe end our program yes. with a prayer.
2: We have the true God. He is more powerful. Moses said, Mi madonai, who is like you, O Lord, among the gods. There's nobody. There's nobody like Jesus. Nobody. We cannot be half-hearted. you got to go all the way. Do whatever you have to do. Repent of whatever you have to repent of. Turn to God. Repentance leads to revival. And then let's go full blast. If these are the days that we have to be the Elijahs of the day, and pray for revival. Let's do it right now. Father, we just praise you and thank you. I ask for everybody listening. Father, touch their life. Father, I ask, Lord, we pray together that there be revival in America. Let there be repentance. Repentance brings revival. And, Lord, touch those who know you and who need to be set on fire for the gospel, Lord. And we commit to it this day. Lord, have your way. And we praise you in the name of Jesus, the Messiah, or Haulam, light of the world, of the tribe. Of
0: Judah. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you, John. God bless you, guys. Our guest has been Jonathan Kahn, author of The Return of the Gods.
1: There is no mention of Jesus in public school and no true history of Christian influence in America, but they do learn evolution and Greek mythology.
0: That's why less than 4% of American youth are Christians, they've been paganized at taxpayers' expense. Just as the gods of paganism prey upon the young, the children, we need to rescue these children from the pagan public schools and give them the gospel, a Christ-centered education. That's vital to ridding our nation of these pagan gods who are not any challenge to our God, our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the best friend you'll ever have, and he can save you and redeem this pagan culture.
1: If you would like a CD copy of today's program, please ask for number 1807, The Return of the Gods, Part 2. That's number 1807, The Return of the Gods, Part 2. The CD also includes last week's program, Part 1. You can order a CD copy of this program from our website. Our website is issuesineducation.org. That's IssuesInEducation.org. Please give us a call at 928-776-0000. That's 928 928- 7, 7, 6, 0, 0, 0, 0 from Ephesians six verse twelve. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. For issues in education, this has been Bob and Jerry Boyd.